I'm Chris, and welcome to Game Therapy at the intersection of games and wellness. I'm Steph, I'm here too. Welcome to Game Therapy, a podcast on gaming and mental health. All right. So today, Steph, what are we talking about? We are here to talk about Slime Rancher, which I heckled you into playing. Sounds terrible. Tell us about it. What it's... is Slime Rancher? So it's a super chill game. Um, it's, a, it's a farming sim, essentially, but with animals only. Well, no, that's not true. There's, there's plants, too. So assorted farming. And that's mostly it. I mean, there's some exploration too, but the exploration is just to open up more areas for farming. It sounds boring. It's not. (laughs) I would argue that it is not boring. Okay. Having played it this weekend at Uh your behest so that we can talk about it, I would say objectively, it's boring. It's simple. It's very simple, yeah. Fun is had where you make it, Chris. Who is this game helpful for? So I would say this is helpful for people who want to play a game and feel positive reinforcement, but don't want the game to hammer them over the head with, you got to do this, you got to do that. It's, it just kind of throws you in and it's like, make the best farm you can make and that will be good enough. Right. Okay. So I'm on board with that. I like that take away from it. Yeah. It's like the Bob Ross of video games. Happy little slime. Bob <laughs> Ross is a little boring, Chris. Oh, yeah, no, it's absolutely watching paint dry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's in, But there's there's positive feelings in there. Right, but Rocket Slime feels like... No, this is not Rocket Slime. This is Damn Slime Thank Rancher. You. Okay, correct me every time. Right, but Rocket Slime... <laughs> <laughs> Literally just do over the exact same. Okay, right, but Slime Rancher, not Rocket Slime. Rocket Slime is a totally different game with a different IP attached to it. Okay, so side item here. Can we just discuss really quickly, how is it that Square Enix does not control the trademark for their trademark creature, the slime? It's a really good question. I have no idea. I haven't done any research I either. I mean, I love slimes. I think they're great. Let's take a research break here. And we're back from a five-minute break on Wikipedia in which we were not able to discover the reason why Square Enix has not trademarked their trademark character from the... It's a monster. One of their monsters. Their from famous the Dragon monster. Quest series. Right. It seems like the character itself was borrowed from another game, Wizardry. And so maybe uh, it's just not a trademarkable thing. Although certainly you'd be put off if Goomba Rancher appeared or... I don't know. I guess there's what they're Octorock saying is Rock Rancher. Somebody invented a slime, and it's just become a generic enemy type. Right. Since okay. then, like elves are a generic race. It's just so iconic to Dragon Quest. It is. No, I mean they've used it a lot. I was actually surprised that this was not a Square Enix joint, and it was totally not a Square Enix joint. So this is a very indie game, yes. Yeah, it's produced and made by Monomi Park. Do you know anything about them? They're an indie developer, and they made Slime Rancher. <laughs> You know everything about them. Yeah. um, I mean, I know a little bit about the development. They literally just made the biggest map they could without load zones. They were like, sweet, we can fit the whole map here. And then then when it came time to port it to things, they were like, oh, oh no. But they did just bring it to Switch. 
next year they're coming out with Slime Rancher 2. Wow. And how did this play on Switch? Have you watched any YouTube videos or... It seemed to play well enough, yeah. I have seen YouTube videos, and it sometimes can chug when there's like a billion slimes on screen. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there aren't really any issues. It's it's a pretty simple game. Right, yeah. So basically just load screens is the only real difference between the Switch and... I think so, yeah. The uh, big, big boy port. But what you're telling me is you don't like ranching slimes? Personal thoughts, this game just wasn't for me. I bounced off of it. Harder than the slimes that I tried to put in the corrals bounced off of my tiny corrals. Did you hate the slimes? I hate the slimes. They kept eating my chickens. (laughs) Okay, I mean, can you blame a slime for eating a chicken? No. I guess it was just a little more chaos than I'm used to in a farming game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't used to coming back to my farm and finding everything not where I'd left it. (laughs) And all my chickens eaten, as I mentioned. The slimes are kind of inveterate bastards. They just do their slime thing. I guess I should say invertebrate bastards. Yeah. (laughs) So you just didn't like that the slimes didn't conform to the box that you put them in? I like things neat and tidy on my farm. I mean, you can do that, though, but you gotta work at it. Right. So the things that I did like about the game, I could definitely see. I put about three hours into it. And I could definitely see the very catchy quality of the gameplay. The gameplay loop works really well. Yeah, you build your farm, your little farm, and then get new areas, there are new upgrades, you bring slimes back. Right, and that's good. There's a good drive to the game, you know. You get more slimes to bring back, to get more money, to open up new places, to go and get more slimes, you know. Right, and (laughs) I mean, the, the slimes are not a finite resource, so you're never like, oh... I'm never going to catch that one slime. They're really everywhere. Right, right. You don't have to hunt the slimes. They're they're just there. So I was never able to feed the giant cat slime enough chickens to unlock his gift. What, what was he going to give me? It depends on the Gordo slime. Okay. So that's what the big slimes are called, are Gordo slimes. Uh, and they give you different things, but usually it's a key to open a door. Okay. And they right. need anywhere from 20 to 50 of whatever they need to be fed. All right. I wasn't willing to sacrifice that many chickens to the Well, they also have a favorite food. So if you feed them their favorite food, they need half as much. Oh, okay. Well, this was a cat, so I imagine it was chickens. Yeah, chickens, but I think, like, roostros are their favorite chickens. Oh, okay. Anyway, the game is deeper than Chris wants to go. It was. I don't know. I I found it too simple and too complex at the same time. Okay, so there was complexity, but you weren't willing to learn. Right, right. I mean, I found myself constantly caught up in the loop of, I'm just running out. I'm going to get these things and bring them back to the farm. But then Mm -hmm. you end up running pretty far away. I'm sure it looked like there were teleporters coming later. But um, you're always running. It felt like too far out. And then you're coming back. The rinse and repeat nature of it all just didn't click with me. I don't know why. Did you? What did you think of the environments? The environments were colorful. The game was cheerful. I mean, I, I totally understand the vibe that people could get into here. Yeah, there's assorted biomes, and they're all very... I mean, they're very different, but they're not intimidating or scary. You know what game it kind of reminded me of? And I think if I hadn't played this game, I would have been more receptive to Slime Rancher. Mm -hmm. That game we played together called Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a fun one. I just felt like Journey to the Savage Planet committed more fully to their zany premise. Mm -hmm. And this game just sort of phoned it in for me. So I feel like this game worked harder on the mechanics than oh, it sure. did the humor or 
the story or anything like that. So For sure, yeah. Because I felt like on Journey to the Savage Planet, the mechanics were a little wobbly at times. Oh, yeah. No, that's not a great game, but the story was memorable for me. Right. So that was the best part of it was yeah. the humor in the story. Yeah. Whereas this one, I I was really drawn in by the game play mechanics where you just have a giant vacuum gun, essentially. And you vacuum up slimes and resources and shoot them back out wherever you want. Okay, so that's a good jump-in point. Tell me a little bit about the mechanics of this game. You mentioned you've got a vacuum pack. What else? What is the mechanics here? What is the gameplay loop? So it's kind of a first-person shooter, actually. Okay. There aren't really enemies, necessarily. But you are first person playing as Beatrix, a farmer on this far, far away planet who is here to collect plorts, which are valuable slime poops. So that's what you're ranching. You're ranching the slimes, and in order for the slimes to poop, you need to feed them. So you farm up whatever food is their favorite, because if you give them their favorite food, they poop more. And then you feed them their favorite food, they poop, you vacuum it up, and you shoot it into the slime market. Or the, the plort market, I should say. Okay. And so, yeah, I see, I see how that can grab one. I see how that can really extend out. How long would you say a playtime for this game is if you run to the end? So, there is no end to the farming element. Like, okay. you only farm so you can get more money to open up your farm or buy upgrades or things like that. So the money isn't necessarily even the important part of the game. Um, The other half of the game is exploration of this Mm. planet. So you're finding more slimes, but you're also opening doors and almost solving this weird mystery. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there are data logs from a previous rancher who's no longer here. Okay, yeah, you do do jump right into that from the beginning. Yeah. I do remember the data logs, but those get more... uh, fleshed out huh they do they do so the deeper you delve into this planet and the more doors you open the more pdas you find and it has a really kind of touching story to it okay the life of slime ranching the story and uh, how long would you say until you're you've solved this mystery or maybe you've you've come to the end of the upgrade tree you know it's a surprisingly lengthy game if you want to do everything yeah Um, I would say I got like 80% of the way through the game the first time I played it, and that took me 16 hours. Okay, so it's a meaty little... Yeah, so I would say it's about a 20-hour game. Okay. So not on the level of, say, a Stardew Valley, but... No, no, not like hundreds of hours and literally years in the game. Mm -hmm. There's day-night cycles, but I would say I made it through like 30 day-night cycles. Oh, wow, okay. So kind of a Pikmin-type... Yeah, yeah. A level of adventure. If only you could control the slimes that way. (laughs) If only you could control the slimes at all. No, you just put them in a box and do your best. Just hope to contain them. Well, when you give them toys, they're happy. Mm. So there's a deep, I'm sensing, kind of uh, kawaii element to this game. The slimes are cute, the animals are cute, and then they're cute when they devour the chickens. Is cuteness a, a big part of what's what kept you in the game? Well, at first I was like, yeah, the slimes are really cute. They sing sometimes. If you put uh, music boxes to calm them, they'll sing along to oh, it. Oh, that's cute. It's really cute. But then you also reach a point in the game where you're like, these slimes are obsolete and their plorts are no longer useful to me. So you just throw them into the sea. 
You can do that, or even worse, you can build an incinerator. I saw the option for the incinerator. What is the benefit of the incinerator over just hurling them into the ocean? Um, there is a type of slime, a fire slime, that eats ash. So you have to burn God. stuff. You don't have to feed them burnt slimes. You can feed them burnt vegetables. But they also don't know the difference. That's disturbing and wonderful. Yeah, so at a certain point, you're like, the slimes are cute and everything, but also... I'm tired of feeding your lard butt. Hmm. So like when I was playing this game, I found that the second I stepped away, I was already thinking about, oh, and next time I need to pick up more of these slimes and bring these plorts and make, you know, this mix of slime and I'll move the chicken pen further away so they don't feel like escaping and eating the chickens as much. Right. See, so I think you've put your your finger right on what I did not like about the game. And it's interesting to me that that's what you did mm-hmm. like about it. So to me, that chore list that you oh, leave a game okay. with is very off-putting. I don't enjoy games where I feel like... I do like games where you are thinking about what you want to do next. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. But for some reason, in Slime Rancher and in certain other games, I sometimes feel like, all right, so next time I've got to do this and this and this and this. I feel like once it gets to be an itemized list, I'm out. So it's not an achievements list anymore. It's a chore list for you. For me, yes. Okay, because I felt like it was freedom. Mm, that's true. You're planning. Yeah, I'm planning what I'm going to do next. The game doesn't have to tell me. Planning and strategizing. And I do like that about the game. I liked that the game was very open in what you could and couldn't do. I mean, I also liked that there aren't necessarily enemies in the game. I mean, there's one bad thing. There's the tar, mm-hmm. which happens if you mix more than two types of slimes together. You're saying I did that? No. <laughs> No, that's why the tar came. I was always wondering why the tar was attacking my Oh, house. okay. Well, you dumb then. I didn't know you couldn't mix two slimes. Well, you can mix two slimes. You can't mix three slimes. Oh, all right. So that's the only enemy, and it's pretty bad if it gets on your farm, but again, the consequences are pretty low. Demolish my entire farm. Yeah, I just went to sleep, your... and the next morning I woke up, and it looked like Uncle Owen and Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess that's pretty devastating if that happens, but also... The slimes are not a finite resource. I know, I know. So you just go get more slimes uh, after they implode like that. Lazy slime rancher, that's who I am. Yeah, apparently you just let them run free and eat chickens and poop. Steph, who should try this game? And obviously not your big brother. (laughs) Yeah, so you seem to need more like attention-grabbing things in a game. You don't like a game where it just leaves you alone and is like, be free with your farm, I guess. I like a good set piece. I like a game that starts with you bleeding out on a train, hanging off a cliff, climbing then up that train. I'm going to say that's a totally different type of game. I just like a good set piece. Yes. Okay. This is not that game. But if you're finding maybe that you don't have the drive to do a lot of things in a day and you just want something that is simple and bright and productive feeling, I would recommend this game for that. That's nice stuff. I like what you've what you've enumerated there. Some of those ideas I think we'll use next week when we talk about games for anxiety. Yes, which our family has anxiety, just all of us. Oh yeah. Anybody wants some anxiety, it. we've got plenty to spare. Yeah. So uh we have had lifetimes and decades and lots of experience with dealing with assorted types of anxiety. So next week we want to talk to you about that. All right, Steph, any last thoughts on Slime Rancher? Anything you didn't get to? Well, I'm disappointed that you didn't like it. But, <laughs> Sorry. But that's okay. Not, a, not every game is good for every person. 
You know what would have really made this click? What would have made me play it? Hmm. Co-op. Is the yeah. second going to have co-op? I don't know. We'll have to look into that. That would be neat because I always like some good co-op. Right. And ranching together really feels nice. It does. Me and Vivian played uh, Stardew Valley together. Yeah. That was incredible. No, that's a fun one. And I'm glad they added that. So hopefully in the next one, Slime Rancher will have co-op. That would be great. All right. We've got some time left. And I've been thinking it's release season for video games. Are there any games on your radar you're looking forward to that are coming out between now and the holidays? You've put me on the spot. Okay, I'm going to go through my list. Yes, talk to me. Which I have right here. Thank you. Number one, there's a new Battlefield and Call of Duty coming out. Mm. I'm pretty excited about those. Now, these are not games for anxious people. No, and I would argue that they're not relaxing they or positive in many relaxing. ways. Maybe be hard to find any way in, with the, in which those games do foster positivity. Uh, well, here's one. Uh, studies have shown that being excited for something that is coming makes you enjoy the thing even more. Well, that's good. And I think, I guess we could say they foster positivity that the person that you just blew up definitely had sex with your mother. <laughs> We're not going there. Okay. <laughs> Stay out of the chat. Yeah. So Call of Duty, I usually like to check those out the uh the week they come out and then i like to sell them off real quick before everybody gets good you know mm-hmm. that's the only time period where an old you man like to feel superior for one week and well, then quit well not even superior just competitive at all right because the first week everybody's getting their bearings and figuring out how the maps work so mm-hmm. i like that period but after that everybody's got it down and i'm just cannon fodder okay metroid dread are you excited about that one nope never played a metroid I'm excited for Metroid Dread. That's allowed. <laughs> you are always about the Metroidvania style. I want you to be excited for Metroid Dread. How would I do that? Change your history with Metroid by okay. playing. Just play all the games before the release date. Right. So Metroid Dread is coming soon. And while I'm disappointed that I'm not getting Prime, and I do feel like that's kind of lazy on Nintendo's part, because I feel like they did probably just reuse the engine that they used from Samus Returns, the remake. Mm-hmm. This is another 2D uh, Metroid okay. ad- adventure. Not interested at all. Huh? I don't know anything. I'm going to sell you on it. I know Samus is a character. Yeah. Well, I'm still excited for Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm. And then three, here we go. Something for you and me. A little co-op action. Halo Infinite. Oh, man. May very well come out December 8th. What systems is it coming to? It's coming to the old Xbox. Oh, okay, good, because so, we are not in the new generation yet. No, but it's coming to Game Pass. So it's oh, also okay. Free, so we'll get to play it. So I would like to do maybe a lead-up where we play through all the old Halo games again. Yeah, so our history with Halo is uh, up until I was maybe 16 or 17, I had never played first-person shooters, so I didn't know how to use two joysticks at once. And Chris benevolently let me play Halo with him. And he saved me a lot. The Halo universe is a good one to jump into if you're not super comfortable with shooters, I think. Because they're not too intimidating. And they're good for a different player skill level. You can have one person kind of running ahead and barging through there and being the master chief that this world deserves, you know. Then you can be... The other one just drives a tank off a cliff. Yeah. And then respawns. I guess one can be the Master Chief this world needs and the other can be the Master Chief this world deserves. Yes, apparently. It's fun. It's just giant sci-fi set pieces in Halo. Right, and it's not a game where if one person fails, 
you have to be mad at them because you've now failed the whole mission. No, they jump right back in. You don't have to go revive them or anything. Yeah, so it's especially good for somebody who's like, I've played this game before, I've played it many times, and I'm here to babysit you through this run. That's not to say that the that the game narrative doesn't get dark sometimes. Remember Halo Reach? Yeah, that was a dark one. We won't spoil any endings, even for a 10-year-old game, but okay. Reach is a... Oh, we're spoiling it. Oh, no. <laughs> at the end, you have a last man standing moment where you just have to fight off these never-ending hordes until you Yeah, I think it just asks you to survive. Yeah, that was the mission statement. But there is no survival. No, it's incredible. That was an incredibly affecting moment. I, that's what I like about the series. It's a great space opera. Mm-hmm. It's well done. It's a good power fantasy. Everything, everything works in Halo for me. Well, I guess upon thinking about it, the only game that I'm looking forward to isn't even a new one. It's coming out early next year. It's Astroneers for Switch. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know they were bringing it to Switch. Yeah, they're bringing it to Switch, and uh, over the next several months, they're going to do a monthly new release of content. Wow, that's highly ambitious of them. Yeah, they work hard. Well, Astroneers, tell us quickly about what Astroneers is, because everybody needs to know. Astroneers is your Wii Space people who are exploring a very tiny solar system, and you just harvest resources and build your base the best you can. I would say it's probably the gentlest survival game that I've ever played. It is. I mean, the most stressful part is oxygen. Which can be very stressful. It can be stressful. But again, all that happens is you drop any loot that's in your backpack. It has a great co-op mode. It Steph is, and I yeah. played that. Can, how many can play? Four or eight? I think it was four. Um, they might have expanded it. Yeah, but you can build your little bases together and run around planets. and It's really great. The only downside for us, we played before they had integrated a compass. Yeah. And wow, let me tell you, it was annoying getting totally lost on this giant planet. You can get pretty lost. And especially when you're driving a tanker full of the resources that you want to... Yeah, Chris was actually so mad that he was like, I'm going to quit the game forever. But he enjoyed the game so much, he came back. We had to play a whole nother... We had to start another one because I wasn't about to go and search out that right lost convoy otherwise it would have just been this yoke over your shoulders mm. for the rest of the game but uh god that makes me want to play astroneers again we should definitely get it on switch that yeah we'll get great. it on switch when it comes out early next year okay well i think that about wraps it up anything else you can think of that you're interested in for the i would be interested in people visiting our website gametherapy.life very nice on twitter at game therapy life we'll have content there we promise that's great That'll do it for this time. Thanks for joining us on Game Therapy. And Steph, tell them what to do. Play well. Until next time. I thought we were going with play better, feel better. Until next time. Play better, feel better. I'm leaving all of this in. Goodbye.